Down the slope, it's the second episode in a week as we gear up for the start of the league campaign. We're recording, or you're listening to this, sorry, on the back of a commanding one at Easter Road last night, or potentially the most embarrassing night in the club's history. Um, as you can tell, we're recording this pre Thursday night second leg uh, in the conference league. I am joined by Ryan and Harry tonight as we go through our league predictions uh, and cup predictions for the Highbees for the coming season ahead of the first game against St Mirren on Sunday. Um, these episodes usually go down pretty well, gents. Uh, Ryan, is this, this your first predictions episode proper? Um, it's the first one I've been present for. I sent my predictions in last time. I think they got added to a spreadsheet, but nobody ever looked at them because they were terrible. <laughs> I, I had it, you have probably of the four of us previously been the most wild and... I don't think you've hit on anything yet. Um, are you going to hit on anything this year? Um, yeah, I think last year I had player of the year as maybe Melkerson. Um, I also had him as top goal scorer. But there was a lot I of you and Henderson last year as well. There's yeah, a- no, that that wasn't me. That wasn't me. So I think the good thing is we've not had the League Cup group stage where we're <laughs> like valuing the players at the level of like Championship and below. So hopefully we've actually come into this with a like accurate mindset and we can get a couple correct this year. Yeah. Right, uh, so we've also got our predictions from Liam and Greg, so we'll go through them uh, one at a time as well as as we go through the round. So let's get straight into it, Ryan. First off, we are going to go into where Hibs will finish in the Singe Premiership this season. What have you got? I have went for fourth place. And I've arrived at that decision because I think there will still be um, loads of inconsistency throughout the season. Um, whether that be results, poor performances or wild team selections, I just think all these things will correlate to us finishing fourth place. And yep. um, obviously I would rather us finish higher, but being realistic here. So Liam's went for fourth as well. Um Harry if we were to finish fourth, obviously that that would show progress in terms of league position from last year. Would we be happy enough with a fourth place finish? I know you've got think... something else. I think football fans are quite stupid, so I think if we finished fourth and Aberdeen finished third, I think we'd probably be pretty content. But I genuinely think if Hearts finished above us, a lot of fans would throw the dummy out. And I suppose it's, it always comes down to the nature of it. Like if if we chase third very close the whole season and end up end up finishing fourth, uh, it might be a bit sore at the time, but then we can look back and say it's a good season. Yeah. But if it's kind of the a takeaway last season, the last few seasons of like some team finishing third by like. 10-15 points I'd be disappointed if we aren't at least in contention for it to be honest if we were to finish fourth yeah and I, I, not to speak on behalf of you but um, the, the only consistent thing from this podcast has been you predicting third every year I'm assuming you're doing that the same as is Greg and as am I um, what's got you thinking that Hibs are going to be that team that could potentially pull away in third this year so realistically I, I think that at the moment, I think we're going to start seeing Hibs, Hearts and Aberdeen pull away from the rest of the teams in the league. I think with the money spent in the last few seasons, it's looking like it's going to tip in that favour. I think all three teams, in my opinion, haven't got the best managerial setups. I think that 
each of them have got their weaknesses. Um, as Brian touched on, their consistency is going to be an issue for Hibs. Um, Robson, uh, Aberdeen, I just think, plays a terrible style of football. And I think as soon as they lose a couple of games, having like three shots on target in four games, I think the fans are going to get on the backs. Um, and I just personally think the main reason we're going to finish for it, I think Naismith and McAvoy are going to be an absolute disaster. I've only seen their uh, interviews and snippets. I've heard about them missing out on targets because they've not been impressive in player meetings. Obviously, that's all speculation. Come the start of the season, they've got a very favourable matchup against St. Johnston, who look really poor, but I think Hearts are going to be in tatters this year. Probably still make top six, but I think that it'll be between us and Aberdeen, and bias is going to make me nod towards Hibs. Yeah, I think I've I went probably down a similar line with you as going for third over fourth place, purely because I think Hibs have the best managerial setup. You know, regardless of what your thoughts are of Lee Johnson, I think we've had a decent window. Um, and ultimately, a little bit of consistency will go a long way in this league. You've seen Aberdeen manage to string a set of results together. Um, in the second half of last year, got third. Hearts were incredibly consistent the season before, as were we the season before that. Um, you know, being able to put a consistent run of form together will get you third place. And I think having an experienced manager in place over rookies, albeit Robson's, where we got, what, four months under his belt or something now, um, will just absolutely stand you in good stead to, to, to try and do that. Um, Lee Johnson's got a year of Scottish football under his belt now, so hopefully we see improvements. I think I said that a couple of weeks ago. Um, I just don't want to see us be incredible for a month and shite for a month again. You know, like, just even just give me win one, lose one. <laughs> right, well, we'll stick on the team performance, Ryan. Um, we're going to go for the Scottish Cup now. I'll give you Greg and Liam's predictions first. With the Scottish Cup, Greg has win semi-final. Um, and Liam has went for the final of the Scottish Cup. Hasn't went as far to say if we would or wouldn't win it. He has just said final. Um. Do, are you going to go one step further and say we're going to win it? Are you going less than the two of them? I've I've went less than the two of them with the quarter final. I just think with the uh, the three competitions, league and the two cups, and then possibly European football as well, there's going to be quite a lot happening throughout the season, which gives us even more reason to think we could be inconsistent over large periods where a lot of games happen midweek. So you know you're starting to see fixtures already on a Sunday, and then. Come, come the the business end of the season, that might take its toll on some players. I believe we're back into pre-season quite early as well. So by the time we get to that kind of Scottish Cup stage of the of the season, I think some of the guys will maybe be feeling it in the legs a little bit. Plus, it's luck of the draw purely. If we get drawn away to Rangers or a Celtic, it's hard to see us getting us in away to these teams. So I've went quarter final for that one. Okay, Harry, where have you went? So. The the main problem for me is we've not seen anything that's indicated that Lee Johnson can do well in cup games. Um, so for the Scottish Cup, I went for the last sixteen. I think that we'll be hopefully get a favourable draw. Because in fairness to him, the Scottish Cup draw is always difficult if you're playing Hearts. Um, but yeah, I've, I've put last sixteen. I think we'll probably win a home game, then we'll get away to Aberdeen or the Old Firm, and we'll get knocked out. It's it's kind of frustrating because realistically. Um, it's like how far can you go until you face one of those two teams unless you're having an anomaly of a season like when St Johnston won the double. Um, so yeah, for me, I put last 16 just because... And plus it keeps it fresh. Nobody else is going to say last 16. So there you go, yeah. yeah what have you put I, down? Uh, I've went the same as Ryan. I've went quarterfinals. Um, I think that we're going to do well in something else. And that we'll come on to um, along with a third-place finish. Um, so I just think we might falter in the Scottish Cup this year. I'll look at cup competition. I'll always come down to the draw. Um, we've got a good draw 
at home in the League Cup. Um, obviously with Rafe Rovers, that was confirmed on Sunday. So you just don't know what you're going to get. But I think that would be a disappointing performance, unless it was that you you know you you put up a good show at Celtic Park or I Bronx. I think other than that, you're going to be disappointed regardless going out in the Scottish Cup quarterfinals. Anything before the semi-finals. Moving on, I'm going to announce my League Cup prediction, and that is that Hibs will be League Cup champions this season. Um, I'm not just saying final, I'm saying that Hibs are going to win the League Cup. Um, we've got a favourable draw to set us off. We've not been scarred in the group stages this year. Um, and I think Celtic and Rangers are going to want to do well in Europe this year, which might, you know, it might take their eye off the ball a little bit in the League Cup. They've got squads that are big enough to deal with that ultimately, but... Um, Hibs have proved uh, last season that on our day we can compete with anyone um, in a one-off game, albeit the Cups themselves didn't go down well, as you mentioned, Harry. So so why not? Why not predict it? Um, what, where's the fun in saying we'll get to a final and lose? Um, so I'll say that Hibs are going to be the League Cup winners um, come February time. <clears throat> what about you, Harry? Where are you going? Is it, back to fe- is it all back to December? Was it not just February because of the World Cup break? Oh, well, December then. I don't know when it is. I hope so. I, I quite like that. Because the finals in December will still be the winners in February. So. That, very, very <laughs> true. Um, so, yeah. Uh, first of all, congrats to Lee Johnson for um, getting his furthest um, ever progress in the League Cup. That's impressive to start <laughs> off the season. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've put down final. That That's not necessarily losing the final, but until we see who we're playing against, it's difficult to judge. I think, um, similar vein to you, I'm hoping that um, we're going to pick up quite a lot of momentum in the league in the games that we've got in the cup leading up to that point. We've got quite a good start to the season. Um, obviously, as you said, we've got Rafe Rovers to kick off and then I believe the quarterfinal um, will be played during the time in which, assuming we get through, um, we're amongst a good set of league games. So I'm hoping that that momentum will carry through to whoever we'd face, even if it is one of the more difficult teams. Um, so yeah, I'm putting down final and I'm hoping I win, but I'm not going to say because I don't know who we're playing. Ryan, I'll tell you Liam and Greg's predictions before you come in and wrap us up with yours. Greg has went for the League Cup quarterfinals, so I believe that would be the round after Rafe Rovers. Uh, and Liam has us getting to the last four of both Scottish Cup uh, and League Cup, however, coming up short in the League Cup semi-final. Um, what, where do you have us, Ryan? So for all the opposite reasons I had us going out fairly early in the Scottish Cup, I've said we'll get to the final of this. Um, it just seems to be a bit easier to get a good head of steam going in this competition, doesn't it? Um, it comes it comes around fairly quickly and it feels all that bit shorter, which it obviously is. But I mean, you win this game and you're straight into a quarterfinal. You get a favourable tie like we did two years ago. We got Dundee United away, obviously beat them. And then that's you, you're at Hamden. Um, and obviously one of the best days that I've had in years, we, we beat Rangers away at Hamden 3-1, um, unforgettable day. So it just, it kind of feels as though it's it's more doable because the competition is less rounds um, and we've kind of got history of going deep in that competition over the last 10 years or so. Um, I think me and you have spoken about it before, Ewan. So I've got us going to the final and a bit like Harry, after that, it's a lottery as yeah. to whether or not we win it. So. I think the unfortunate thing is, if you want, if you... Ugh. If you want to be pessimistic, as you know, you've not seen either. You've not seen a, any of the bigger boys get what you would even think is really a difficult tie. You know, Aberdeen are going to Stirling. Rangers uh, are at home to Morton. Celtic are away to Kelly, and Hearts have Partick at home. So you know, you would expect 
along with ourselves, all of us to get through. You know, there's a couple of sort of premiership ties and stuff, but there is going to be a high chance that you're going to play one of your, if you want to refer to them as the big five, you know, there's a good chance you might, you might well draw them in the next round if you get past Rafe Rovers. Right. We are moving on to individual player awards here. Um, I'm going to tell you Greg and Liam's nominations first because they are the same. They have both went for Joseph Newell to go back to back. Uh, Harry, a bit like Aaron Rodgers went back to back MVP. Uh, Joe Newell's going back to back player of the year. What have you got? Um, I've went, I, I know I'll go for the rogue picks, but I just think it'd be a bit bland if we all went the same. Um, so I've went for someone who I think won't score the most goals, maybe won't even create the most goals, but I think he'll have a significant impact this year, and that's Ellie Yuan. I think since he signed his contract against Aberdeen in competitive football, he's looked really useful. I think um, with Boyle um, potentially being um, eased in from injury, I think that he'll see a lot of the action down the left, and I think he's going to continue to be our outball for the most part of the season, even after Boyle comes back. Um, so yeah, I think Ellie Yuan's going to be player of the year. Okay, Um. Ryan, do you think it would be um like how big an achievement would it be if Joe Newell went back to back? You know, like is that a sign of is that a slant on everyone else? Or would that be would that mean that we've seen the best of Joe Newell for like a full season? I think last season, um it wasn't so much a slant on everybody else, but it showed that he was consistent during a pretty tough season for the most part. Um to be honest, if he was back to back, it would really depend on how we played and ended up at the end of the season. If it was another season like last year, it would probably just show that he was a more consistent figure. Um, I've also went for Joe Neal. Uh, Joe Neal. <laughs> and Harry says it's bland if we're all the same, but I'd already made the decision before I uh, seen what the other guys had said. I've kind of went from off the bases that he has become very important for this team and we're a far worse team when he's not in it. You kind of notice that he's not playing when he's not on the pitch now. He's kind of become the heartbeat of everything that we do that's good. Um He's kind of rose to prominence in the last year and a bit when he's been kind of playing in that central role, picking the ball up, driving forward, getting himself into tackles. He's just involved in large parts of the game that are important to us. Uh, and I think without him, as I say, we're, we're a far weaker side. Yeah. So I have went for, well, it should have been the returning hero last year. Maybe it didn't go as well as we wanted because of the injury. I've went for the once again returning the hero uh, of Martin Boyle to be our player of the year. I don't think he's won a player of the year at Hibs. Um I don't think he won it in the COVID season. I might be wrong. Um but I don't I don't think he did, which which maybe seems a bit strange given the influence he's had over uh, various spells in the team obviously leaving for Saudi Arabia maybe his most prominent spell uh, impacted that. Next up is Young Player of the Year. Myself and Liam have went for the same player, so I'll tell you who that is, and that is Lewis Miller. He's 22 years of age, and we are going for players that are currently 23 or younger um, in this category. Harry, who do you have? Um, it's that lovely boy that I always mispronounce his name, but Alan Delferrier. Delferrier, Delferrier. Um, anyway, I, I think that whatever he's done... Um, so far when he's actually played for Hibs, I think he's looked really good. I think he looks confident on the ball and something that Greg touched on yesterday is I think we've got quite a lot of youngsters who um, are quite are, are physically ready. I, I think the main leap between youth football to actual football is less on the technical side and it's more on actually if you're physically ready to compete with grown men. Um, and I think that out of the lot of them I've seen, he's probably um, leading in that category. Um, 
the only thing is he's probably relying on someone either massively dipping in form or someone getting an injury to actually break through the team. But I think if he gets a spot, I think he'd be able to hold it. And that's why I've got him as well, the young player. You envisage him playing. You know, I think we've seen a lot of him at right back in the last couple of pre-season games. Um, prior to that, I think we've seen him in the first team in midfield. So, I, I think he's a really good defensive midfielder. I think he's smart enough on the ball to play passes, and I think he's physical enough and good at sitting in enough. Um, as as I said, we've only seen him in limited number. Most of the times it has been friendlies, but I don't think positionally um, he's poor, so I think he would do a good job in the six role. Okay, so he's potentially he's he's likely behind. He's probably third choice in that position right now potentially. So maybe one or two injuries in midfield would be needed for him to to get the game time. I would say though that um even though Levitt's kind of being deployed as a six, I would say that he would uh, Allen would compete more with Jago for time. Um, just because the way that they would be deployed, I don't think that Jago and Levitt would ever be used in the same way. Yeah, no, if they are in a similar yeah. position. Yeah, no, absolutely. Ryan, who have you went for? I went for Will Fish. I went for Will the Fish. Well, announced next pick. Greg has also went for Will Fish. I I went for this guy based on the way that he finished the season last season. I mean, he was um, really a cornerstone of how we finished the season. He really impressed me massively when he came into the team after he'd had that kind of shake at Tynecastle. I mean, I don't think any of us were expecting him to go on and kind of develop into the player he, he ended up being as the season came to a close. And, you know... The kind of reaction on Twitter um, when we sign them back shows you what a lot of people think about him. So, um, yeah, I've went for Will Fish. I just hope that he can continue what him and Paul Hanlon kind of created last season. No, that makes sense. Uh, for me, going for Lewis Miller, um, Will Fish sort of totally escaped my mind, if I'm being honest. I, I sort of defaulted to Lewis Miller because initially I thought Josh Campbell maybe wouldn't make the age bracket. I think he's 23 just now. Um, so... I thought Lewis Miller was ultimately going to be the youngster that would play the most minutes. Um, totally forgetting Will Fish. Potentially that's due to Will Fish's composed performances in the second half of last year that perhaps uh, made you forget his age. Right. Signing of the season or top goal scorer. Harry, where do you want to go next? Um, Go for top goal scorer because yeah. I've still not decided my signing. Right. <laughs> Who you got for top goal scorer? Um, I've went because I, I think most people um, after yesterday have probably got similar answers. So I went for Martin Boyle. Um, I think that, as you touched on when he was last at the club, he kind of had a really rich vein of scoring form, and I hope that he recaptures that. And our front three potentially have got maybe 45 goals between them. It's an absolute pipe dream, but you never know. And hopefully Boyle just pips his competition there internally at the club uh, to get that top scorer position. No, that makes sense. So I have also went for Martin Boyle um, as top goal scorer tying that in with my player of the year shout. Liam has our new number nine, as does Greg, uh, Mr. Large Coffee himself. Um, Ryan, do you have Dylan Venn as your top goal scorer? Uh, do you expect our number nine to bag them? I do have our number nine as top goal scorer. And that's not off anything I know about him. That's kind of off the basis that the guys he's got playing around him are a real creative force. I think the the two wingers we've got are as good as any outside old firm, to be honest with you, in Boyle and Ewan. I think the kind of creativity they're going to have going forward are going to create a lot of chances for this guy, provided that he's going to be the kind of predator in the box, we should say, fox in the box. If he's going to be an instinctive finisher, I think he's going to, he's going to get a lot of opportunities to kind of put the ball in the back of the net. So that's what I've based it off of. 
not anything secret that I know about him. It's just uh, the kind of way we're going to be playing, hopefully. Laying them up on a plate for him. Sweet. Uh, right, Harry, have you thought of your signing of this season? Um, I have. Uh, again, just to contradict everything that I'm saying, um, I'll go for Dylan Venti. I think um, he looks exciting. I don't know if people are going to hate the comparison, but I do think based on the three videos I've watched of goal compilations, I do think he's quite similar to Kevin Nisbet in the sense that he's versatile as a forward. I think he's good enough with his feet um, to bring other players into play. Uh, the only thing I did notice on his stats is he does have a lot of shots that don't go in. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if we've got a few games this season in which he's got maybe six, seven shots. We're like, how's this boy not scoring? And then he'll have another game where he'll pop three or four in the back of the net. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go for Dylan Venti as my um, uh, signing of the season that the boys have signed. So, Ellie Jan's getting played of the year. Yep. Martin Boyle's top goal scorer. Yep. But Dylan Venti is the best signing. Aye, and what's going to happen is Yuan's going to have 25 goal contributions with 11 goals and 14 assists. Martin Boyle's going to lead the way with 21 goals and our man Venti's going to get 6 assists and 17 goals. There you go. That's a lot of goals, like. That's a lot of goals, mate. Who's getting the penalty? Who's getting the penalty spot action with this bit away? Obviously, Boyle did has missed one or two, but generally was quite solid. Or do you think Venti will fancy it? Um, I'll go. I'll go Boyle because he's going to be top scorer, so that'll help add to it. He'll do the Shanklin stat pad, um, <laughs> and he'll he'll use that to get top goal scorer. We massively yeah. missed Boyle being on the pitch for actually getting penalties last season. Yeah. No, I know that sounds stupid, and I don't mean that in a way dives were in for that. Just <laughs> the style of play that he has, the style of player that he has, um, the the speed catches people out all the time, doesn't it? Uh, Ryan, who is your signing of the season? Uh, it's probably a, no surprise that I've picked this guy. I've eulogised about him the last couple of pods that we've been on. So uh, Dylan Levitt, I think in terms of the midfield, he's kind of that missing link to to what we've been looking for in terms of creativity and progressive passing and being able to take the ball deep and spark counter-attacks, et cetera, et cetera. Really excited to see how he gets on on home turf since Lee Johnson says he can't play on foreign ground and decided to pick him anyway. <laughs> I um, I also went for Dylan Levitt, as did Greg. Liam has went for Ellie Yuan. Now it feels a disservice to what it's lyrical about Ellie Yuan when it isn't Liam. Um, but let's talk about him anyway. A potential signing that we've sort of forgot because we got used to him last year. Um, I think there's generally been a lot of worry in the past that loan players you know when they sign permanently they, they sort of flatter to deceive but Harry after they signed that sort of permanent deal in the top six he almost kicked on again it felt like yeah no definitely um, I still think one of his better performances if not his best performance of the season last year was Aberdeen away yeah. we never saw Dick still not though um, but yeah no I, I think he's a fantastic player I think although Everybody on the pitch could have done better last week. I still think that he looked good against Andorra. And as I said, I think he's going to get a high volume. Uh, I think the only reason we don't see him as a signing is because he technically that got locked in during the season. So yeah. it doesn't really feel like it was a signing for the season. Like in, the, in the press, though, isn't it? You know, when they talk about nine signings, it's definitely it the same way you and Henderson was announced as counted as a signing last year. Um, yeah. what, what does it... So, Harry, you're saying earlier Yuan's going to get 25 goal contributions... Uh, what does he need to do to hit that? You know what I mean? Like so, last year, 
probably from January onwards, it felt like he was on fire, but even still, there was grumblings about his end product now and again. Yeah, I think um, I think with Boyle coming in on the right and having a threat like Venti through the middle, who, as I said, can actually use the ball and carry the ball forward, um, I just think that people aren't going to be able to put fullbacks in positions to be like supported because typically you can normally like bring a winger back or you can like send a centre half over and drop one of the midfielders in. And um, but it's just not something that's going to happen. It's going to be one to one with a lot of players because you've got Boyle and Venti to contend with as well. That's why I'd rather see one of the midfielders in a more advanced position. So then you've got a lot of players in forward positions that they're going to have to account for. Um as we all know, this is a really dangerous, dangerous front three. Um, and if we use them right, they're not going to be defendable because even if you look at the likes of Tavenier, who's been Rangers captain for however many years, and then um, like Hattati off the top of my head got rinsed by Yuan. And then in the 3 2 game, Yuan was absolutely doing Celtic for dinner. Um, so, yeah, I think Yuan one on one can beat anybody in the league, including Celtic and Rangers. So, yeah, I think he's going to find himself in a lot of healthy positions. Yeah, I think for me, like, with you and, like, I, again, like, people will say maybe he does too much, and I, I, I disagree, but it would be, I think, for him to really drive his assists up. I think the game where he really announced himself into the Hibs team last season was Livingston on Christmas Eve. He got two assists for two Kyle McGuinness headers with two absolutely unbelievable crosses into the box where Ryan, he did sort of just shift it and get the ball in the box. You know what I mean? He didn't necessarily take on, take on, take on, drive to the byline or whatever. Is that a part of his game with a signing like Venti, who all things sort of suggest that he's that sort of fox in the box, if you like, do we need to be getting the ball in quickly for him? Absolutely. And I think a lot of what's going to happen with his numbers next season may come down to the coaching and the development of his game and, and the way that Lee Johnson kind of wants him to play. I think, uh, again, in order to drive his numbers up, his decision-making... Um, not to bash the guy too hard because he's phenomenal, but his times, his decision-making, although he's maybe scored and created a goal, he's had the opportunity to do even more in a game and it just is testament to how dangerous he can be. But if his decision-making was just that little bit better, his numbers would be even greater. I personally, I'm going to I'm gonna say this right now, I personally think we'd be lucky to have him here next season. At the start of next season, I think we'd be lucky. If he continues the way he finished last season, I think there'll be a number of clubs sniffing around him. I agree. I think we've got a chance there with him and Venny where they might move, both move on next summer. But if they were, I'd be confident the club would get a good fee. Uh, right, so that's our Hibs predictions. Fairly high level. Went into deep on a few uh, players there. We're going to move on to some wider uh, league predictions now. Harry, start us off. Who is going to win the league title? It's going to be pretty boring because it's one or two, let's be honest. You've already predicted Hibs as third, so... Hmm. Yeah, I think um, realistically, I, I can't see past Celtic. I think that they signed, although they have lost a couple of good players, um, I do think they signed down a couple of the more important ones. I think Hattati's massive for them, the heartbeat of their midfield, and I think Kyogo up front's just going to bag you 20 goals minimum a season. Um, and as long as Carter Vickers is there at the back as well, they're going to be sound defensively. Um, I think they're probably going to spend somewhere in the range of 15 to 25 million before the window shuts. I think Rogers is probably just um, discussing with his recruitment team who exactly wants those players to be. But yeah, Rangers have had a massive overhaul and I think they're going to be quite dominant as well. But I just think Celtic, are, Celtic have got more cohesion uh, from last year uh, that they'll carry into this season. Ryan, Celtic for yourself. Yep, Celtic. One, because I can never, never ever predict that other lot winning the league. And two, because I think 
Uh, Rodgers is actually a bigger factor than maybe what people think. As great as Ange had them playing, to lose him and still be able to bring in a manager that's won a lot numerous times with that club is a massive factor. I mean, Michael Beale's never won the league. What's he won? A, he's not... Did he win a Scottish... What's he won? Uh, just assistant, I think, when they won the league. Just assistant. So he's not he's not really experienced to going right to the wire as a manager, has he? So, yeah, I think the Rodgers factor for me, and like Harry says, they are still going to spend money. They've, they've brought fees in, but you got to remember when he was here at Celtic the last time, he also did play quite exciting football. I mean, a yeah. lot of people you go on and on about how good Andrew's football was, but Rodgers played a lot of nice stuff as well. As You know, his team's played nice football, I should say, so... I think Celtic, for me, they've got a, a few key players tied into contracts, Kyogo and such. Yeah. I think strong forward. I, I think Celtic will win the league as well. And Liam, eh, we've got predictions for these ones and from Liam as well. Liam's went for Celtic. Um, but the good thing for me is Brendan Rodgers being back means that that's at least two points at Easter Road this season for us because Brendan Rodgers doesn't even know how to get a win at Easter Road. So that'll be good. Uh, <clears throat> league top goal scorer, Harry, is, is it going to be Martin Boyle with his 21 goals? Well, as I've said to you, Kyogo's good for 20 goals this season, and I've said Martin Boyle's getting 21. Uh, so, yeah, Martin Boyle just squeaks in there again, gets himself a cheeky wee golden boot on his first full season back. So, Liam believes that Kyogo's going to uh, edge out Dylan Venti, as I'm sure, I'm sure it was him that he predicted for top goal scorer. What about yourself, Ryan? Are you sticking with someone at the high Bs, or is it going to be someone from across the league? I'm going to go for Dylan Venti because I think he will be the main focus uh, of our goal scoring, whereas Celtic seem to spread their goals out a little bit more than us. So I think he may, you know, this could be wild. He could end up scoring none, but I think he may hit the the 15-plus barrier. But in that, I, this is not going to be popular. I think Lauren Shankland will be the top goal scorer in the league almost for what exactly Ryan's just said, I don't see Hart scoring goals if it's not him. Yeah, and he it. takes takes the penalties, which they get um, quite a lot of. What did he get last year? Nine penalties. Was it I, nine? I, I don't think. Uh, I don't. I don't see where Hart's goals are coming from. I, I've not paid all that much attention to their transfer business, but I know they lost um, Ginelli. Ginelli. Um. So. Yeah, I just I don't see and look he he has proved that he can do it at this level. Um, Nisbet is better than him. Um, but unfortunately Nisbet's not here anymore. Right, surprise top six, and what we're actually saying here is we expect if every all things are in order, Hibs, Hearts, Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen are going to finish as the top five. Who is this season's Saint Mirren, Harry? Um, so my my theorising is I think that teams that do well outside of the top five are teams that are <clears throat> defensively solid. And I think that Kettlewell's got Motherwell in a position where they look very defensively and um, well-drilled. So I'm going to go from Motherwell. I think that even though they've not really got the um, squad that looks like they're capable of doing it, I think that they're always there and thereabouts. Um, so I think they'll be sixth. Uh, fifth in the league, I reckon Hearts finish sixth. Sack them. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to come in here Ryan uh, as myself and Liam both have the same answer to this question I went for them last year Liam might have as well to be honest um, Kilmarnock last season when we'd done it I expected them to bring in a few players um, having listened to sort of Scottish football podcasts and stuff where the expectation was that they were going and they didn't 
I think they've done decent business this summer, uh, bringing Stuart Finlay back in on loan, you know, Matty Kennedy, a player that knows the league. I think they're going to have a good, solid base to a team that will be able to sort of do what St Mirren done last year, you know, have a good record at home. Um, Kilmarnock had that last year, which we, we fell victim to in November. Um, I don't think they lost to anyone potentially outside the old firm. Uh, I might have made that up, but I think that's correct. Um, and if truthfully, if they can even get half of what they do at home on the road, I think they might actually be quite comfortable top six. I think we might see a little bit of a gap between the top six and the bottom six this season. Um, Ryan, what about yourself? Again, I've went for the same as you guys, um, based on the business that they've done and their home form. I think they've pretty much went and recruited a whole new spine to their team. Whether or not they'll all start, I, I don't know. But they've signed a goalkeeper, two centre-halves, um, Kyle McGuinness and then a striker. They brought in Lewis Mayo as well, which is quite a good signing, left-sided centre-half. Stuart Finlay, like you said, who'd been touted around for years to come to Hibs. Obviously never happened. I think um, McGuinness is probably the kind of player that Kilmarnock haven't had for a few years, like a... A, a guy that can drive forward with the ball and score goals from midfield. So you just know he's going to do it this year since we don't have him. But um, Derek McInnes is is a manager that's kind of done well with provincial, not provincial clubs, but, you know, he done well when he was at St. Johnston, obviously went down, done okay with Bristol. So I think he's kind of got the know-how to get a, a team set. Or... Pardon? Yeah, a team punching above their weight a lot, but Kinda, yeah. I mean, it's massively known that St. Johnston don't have a budget, but he done well enough there to get himself I moved in into the English Championship at the time. So I think he knows how to set up a team and stayed up last year whilst a lot of us thought they might go down in the end. So I think that they will kick on. Yeah. Just uh, a couple other things on Kilmarnock. They obviously got Marley Watkins in recently as well. So they do actually have a striker now, which is the first time in a long time Kilmarnock have had a striker, it feels like. And then um, just on Kyle McGuinness, you know, you know I'm a massive McGuinness fan and I hate to prophesize over um, injuries, but McGinnis going to that pitch, it just seems like a terrible idea for him, to be honest. Playing on that potentially like 20 times a season, including cup games, like that just seems bonkers to me as a, as a weird move from him, in my opinion. Yeah, I have to say the signing that's potentially stood out the most for me for Kilmarnock is actually Robbie Dees from, uh, from Inverness, a player that I think's been sort of tipped to make the move up to the top flight uh, for a while now. He's only 23. Um, There's only a two-year contract he signed at Kilmarnock, so I think if he's if he um has a good season, then he he's one that you know clubs like ourselves could be looking at next next summer. Um, he's definitely showed potential at Inverness, done well there, and if he has a good first season at Kilmarnock, I think bigger clubs with more budget, as we've seen this summer, um, could be could be sniffing about. Uh, and I would, on the assumption he does have a season, that I would expect as a player, I would like Hibs to go after. Uh, in a whole year's time, but we can talk about that next summer when we're uh, coming back for next year's summer break. And our final prediction, you can have one team or two teams here. Who is going to be relegated from the Scottish Premiership this season, Ryan? I think there'll be two teams down. I think it'll be St. Johnson and Ross County. Um, St. Johnson are, are really in quite a quite a mess at the minute. Obviously being dumped at the League Cup stage, they were thumped 4-0 by uh, Sterling Albion and I believe they had probably their strongest available living playing. Um, Is it hard but, to look into that though because they'd already been put out? Uh, probably, probably not, but I mean like you still go out and try and, and win every yeah. game of football you're taking part in, but I believe they released quite a lot of players last season since they stopped only players on weird deals. So I mean, at the end of every season, players are open to leave if they want to. Um, but also the managerial setup there, like you spoke about earlier on with Aberdeen and Hearts, 
I never agree with sacking a manager and then keeping his assistant manager on, uh, yeah. in a in a permanent basis. Like they have been part of the team that has effectively failed. Do you know what I mean? So they should really be going out the door as well, and somebody fresh should be coming in. Uh, Steve McLean doesn't really have any managerial experience, so I think they're going to struggle this year again. Don't score a lot of goals. Goals win games, uh, and Ross County just really hung on by the skin of their teeth last season. Got a couple of good players there, but I just can't see them doing it two years in a row. I agree uh, with St Johnston. Liam Liam's uh, predicted that St Johnston will go down. I think I put them down to be down in the playoffs last year. Um, they obviously avoided that. I personally think St Johnston will be automatic relegation this season. Um, now I also believe two teams will go down, one via the playoffs. However, I think it will be Livingston this year. Um, there's been a lot of talk from David Martindale about how little money they've got to spend. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the opportunity came. He left fairly early in the season. If Livingston, um, if Livingston have a fine start to the season, it wouldn't surprise me if he moved on. And then I think they could crumble if he moves on. To be honest, um, he seems to have a, a massive impact on the entire club. There, they're doing the usual of signing a weird collection of players from all across the world. Uh, Mikey Devlin's went in and been given the captaincy. Um, we can't really wow. him, obviously. We've not seen, we didn't see him at Easter Road, really. But, um, yeah, not not good vibes coming out of Livingston or St. Johnson for me right now. Harry, are you completing the, 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 I don't know what the word is, the slander of St. Johnston, or are you going elsewhere? I am not. I actually think St. Johnston stay up. Um, I think they correctly sacked the manager quite early on. Um, I do, I, I, I'm not a fan of giving a top flight team uh first time manager. I just think it's a massive risk and it's a stupid one to take. I'm glad that I, I love David Gray, but I'm glad that Hibbs never gave him the job permanently. I think Naismith Robson, um then who was the one that done a disaster at Aberdeen a few years back? Glass. Stephen Glass. I um I, I, I just don't understand where St Johnston have thought that's a good idea. I think the more creative you are with your management in terms of getting people in that have got experience the better. Um, so yeah, for me, I, I just think it was a strange move, but I think they'll rectify that quite early on. I think they'll be fine. Um, I've actually got Dundee going straight back down. I think they've shown time and time again that they can't um, recruit well going into the Premier League. They've got a few all right signings in there. Shaughnessy's always done well at St. Martin scores against Hibs for fun, despite being a centre back. But yeah, I just them sacking their manager after getting or built parting ways with the manager after getting promotion just there's, there's something stinking there. Um and yeah and then also I, I do think there's going to be a second relegation I agree with um what you got uh, Martindale I think Martindale might potentially go to St Johnston it's essentially Livingston but with probably about I think Jenky do you think that would be enough to make him move I think that's about he at St Johnston he would have the budget that he's missing at Livingston I, I don't think that he needs a massive amount more money than he's got but I think that St Johnston would be able to provide that for him um, and also it's not that far away from the move so he can even stay where he's living now and then go across the road um, but yeah no for me um, I'd love to see Ross County go down as long as they've got Ma- uh, Malcolm Mackay as manager um, but unfortunately I think he's going to be there to stay yep just on the um just on the St. Johnson thing, I believe they are looking for a new owner, so they're looking to sell. So in terms of the whole managerial thing, I don't know whether, like I do agree with, if Martindale wants to go, he's probably not going to be short of offers, but I don't know if they're keeping Steve McQueen there so that the new potential new buyers can come in, get their own guy in, 
And I don't know if the situation of new owners coming in would suit Martindale because he tends to be really hands-on with things. Whether he, he says he likes it or not, I think that is his style, where he has control over recruitment, over finance, over playing staff, coaching staff. Yeah, I am... Um, I think some, like Dundee, would have been good for Martindale. Um, you know, maybe they did look at him, but, like, I'd imagine Dundee would have a significantly larger budget than Livingston. You know, like, they've, they've got a decent following, um, mm. obviously coming up. But, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to say Martindale turned down a job in League One or something last year in England. Um, I think. Good to hear that. I, I thought he, he would have been good at Dundee United when they were struggling last year because I absolutely think he would have turned it around. Um, he's just got the know-how to stay in the league, whereas I don't think Jim Goodwin's ever shown that, <laughs> I mean, listen, he was in the league with St Mirren and got the move to Aberdeen, but, like, what's he done to kind of prove that he can sustain that over a long period of time, whereas Martindale's done it on a shoestring year after year? Yeah, look, I just, the one thing I'm going to say is I will not accept Dundee slander, because they've signed two fucking Mexicans, and I can't wait to see how that pans out this season. <laughs> I, believe on, uh, I believe the striker was signed on the recommendation of the centre-half, um, and it has turned out that the centre-half has basically picked his mate, so um, if you look on the centre half's Instagram, like they're liking each other's pictures, they're to get they used to play together at a former club, but there's loads of pictures of them and stuff. Um, and the centre half on his highlight reel had an overhead kick that he scored. Um, so <laughs> it just that seems like a very Dundee thing to do. They they do seem like potentially the only club that's more of a basket case than Hibernian Football Club at times. Um, so I'm sure that'll be enjoyable to watch uh, as the season unfolds. And do you guys remember? Are you guys old enough to remember when they signed like Fabian Cavallero, Claudio Canigia, uh, Fabrizio Ravanelli? Uh, they had that Kishnashvili that went to Rangers as well. They had Spironi in goals. Uh, man, that was actually quite an exciting team to watch. They had those brothers, uh, twin brothers. Was it Benetti? One of them played like Serie A, no top tier. Was, was that? Novo at Dundee before they went to Rangers? He was. Aye, he was. Aye. Like they actually had a really decent team, man, but they were a basket case back then. And then I think they went in an administration not long after that, the very first time. The um, We've just had a last-minute submission from Greg Lumsden, uh, and you've not missed anything. Celtic are going to win the league. Dylan Venti is going to be top goal scorer in the league. Kilmarnock for top six, and Dundee for relegation. So we'll be having words with Greg as well, so we can all enjoy the Mexicans. Um, and Dundee, the quintessential Scottish yo-yo club. Oh, they've got to be, don't they? Aye, they've, they've been, been up and down like... Dundee United are pushing them, giving them a run for their money, aren't they? That was five years in the... No, up and they've only been back up for two years. Uh, look, right, boys. I seen a stat the other day that Hibs had won their last seven opening day fixtures. Will we do it this weekend? So I'm trying not to laugh here because um, you've just asked us for predictions and the listeners are going to be listening to this day after the game. Oh, wait, no, they're not. No, they're not. I got confused with the European game. Oh, my God. No, I was... Oh, I thought I got one. I thought I got one. Uh, he's got a long face. Damn it. He's just trying to dig out me because I'm hosting and he must be... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm having nothing to do with this. I'm having nothing to do with this argument. Um, I'll I'll say I'll say we win. I, I think it's a comfortable two uh, 0 two 0 Hibs. Right. Yeah, two uh, 0 as well. I think there's just this, this certain feel to Easter Road on the first day of the season where the job has to be done and nothing else will be accepted. I agree. I think Hibs will win. I, I, that shocked me. The seven, the seven 
opening days in a row. I don't know if it was top flight or if it included the championship days, but um, the opening day last season was one of the highlights for me. It was a, a beautiful day in Perth. Um, the walk to the ground, not so much, and my attire for said walk, not so much. Uh, Liam and co, you all enjoy slagging that still to this day, but I think Hibs will beat St Mirren 3-0 comfortably. Yuan, Venti, Boyle, Golich, and we're all going to be going into the season absolutely flying, heading to Motherwell, Motherwell away, where we absolutely adore. Right, that's our season preview done and dusted. Let's see who gets close. Hopefully one of us do uh, get close. Hopefully I'm the closest on the League Cup as well. Hopefully we go ahead and win a trophy this year. Like We will be back on Monday evening reviewing the St Mirren game. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.